Welcome back to the Vine Church Podcast. Today we continue our studies in 1 Thessalonians, Paul, the Gospel and the Church. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart. We'd love for you to join us over there. We're going to continue our um, study in 1 Thessalonians. Um, now in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 1, uh, it says, Paul, Silas and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. By the way, little known fact, Silas, his Roman Greek name was Silvanus and Silvanus actually means woody. So we could say that uh, Silas's nickname was probably Woody. There you are. If you didn't know that, I bet you're glad you tuned in. Uh, or maybe you did. But um, here we have this letter. Uh, I'm going to do one more little study here in verse one. And then next Tuesday, we're going to dive in. I'm going to have a live YouTube meeting uh, to the body of the letter starting in verse two. But I have one more insight that I just want to share with you from this initial uh, verse in this letter, which Paul is writing, of course, to this new church in the big city of Thessalonica, probably about 200,000 inhabitants, the capital city of the Roman province of Macedonia in Europe. And uh, Paul went there. He spent just three weeks, possibly another few weeks, either him or Timothy stayed on for a bit. Uh, but then he was hounded out because of a mob that uh, came after him and he had to leave in a hurry. He went on to Berea and carried on his mission there in Berea. But uh, then he hears uh, from Timothy about a year later that uh, the church is doing OK. Actually, despite all the persecution, despite all the difficulty, despite the newness of their faith and the brevity of the ministry that they had received from Paul, nevertheless, they are actually still standing strong because it is the gospel that has been started within them. And therefore, something durable, something powerful is at work within them that is greater than he that is in the world. And so Paul is encouraged, but he writes this letter to them from Corinth now to encourage them and to thank God for them and to give them some further instruction. And he opens the letter with his greeting uh, to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And we saw yesterday how what that phrase means to be in the Lord Jesus Christ, to be in God the Father, the security that brings for us being in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. But it's quite striking that um, I think in this passage we see that um, Paul describes them as being in Christ. Now, often when Paul writes to churches, such as in Colossae, he says to the church in Colossae who are in Christ Jesus or to the church in Philippi who are in Christ Jesus. And in fact, here in 1 Thessalonians in chapter 2, uh, he says to says of them in uh, chapter 2 and verse 14 that they are, in fact, um, that there is a church which is in Judea, which is also in Christ. So that you are imitators of the churches in Judea, which are in Christ Jesus. So what we see here is this dynamic that the church and every Christian has kind of two homes, two habitats, two environments in which we live. And so we live in the sphere of our town and our country. You know, we live in Odium or wherever it is that you live. 
Um, but we also live in Christ. So our sphere is our town, but the source of our life is Christ. And this sets up a tension for us, doesn't it? Because we know what it's like that we live both in the world, but we're not of the world. We also are in Christ. We have two homes and these homes are often at sort of tension with each other. And we have to kind of steer our way through this um, precarious life that we live, which is in the world um, and therefore, because it's in the world, it's full of uncertainty because it's in Christ. It's full of certainty. But because it's in the world, Jesus said, didn't he, in John chapter 16, that in this world you will have trouble. But do not fear because I have overcome the world. But nevertheless, the reality is that in this world we do have trouble. We have uncertainty. We have fragility. We we have insecurity. Uh, we have to therefore be wise because we live in this world. Therefore, we have to um, take account of the things that are going on in this world. We have to be flexible. We have to uh, be agile. We have to be ready to roll with the punches because stuff happens in this world. And it's interesting that the Apostle Paul uh he leaves Thessalonica very quickly after three or a few weeks. He has to leave because of safety concerns. Um, Paul isn't so super spiritual that he sort of says, well, I'm in God, so I'm safe. So I, I'll just stay here. It doesn't matter that there's a mob coming after me. I, I'm, I'm in Christ. So therefore I'm secure. No, he has to take cognizance of the fact that he's also in the world and the world is a dangerous place and he has to be wise. He has to, to take measures that are safe. And so he leaves. You know, it's not like we just say, well, I'm I'm in Christ. So therefore I'm totally secure from COVID. Uh, I can do whatever I want. No, we're actually we're in the world as well. And there's issues we have to face in the world. And so Paul is agile. You see, Paul would have stayed in Thessalonica a much, much longer if he could have done. I'm sure it's a big, big strategic city, but he doesn't. Um, he can't. He stays in Ephesus in the lecture hall of Tyrannus for a couple of years teaching. He, When he's in Corinth, he teaches for 18 months, laying foundations, building the church, discipling people. That would be his method there. But here his method is he leaves and he writes a letter shortly thereafter. He kind of disciples them remotely, if you like, you know, by Zoom or by YouTube. He, he, he disciples them remotely with the first letter and then his second letter to them. Uh, and so therefore he, you have to be agile. And I think it's really helpful for us to realise that because we live in this world, there is no one method for building the church. There is no one, no one method for discipling people. It's not, you know, there, is, there are principles that we stick to, but the methods can change. We're allowed to be creative. We're allowed to be inventive. We're allowed to be agile about how we do things according to the season that we're in and according to the place that we're in. Therefore, we have to be flexible about what we do. The Apostle Paul was. And so that's our position. But nevertheless, what we do see is that although in the world there's a lot of change, yet we have grace and peace in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are in him and therefore there is security within him. And with this, I finish because Paul finishes by saying grace and peace to you. That word grace, of course, is a Greek word. It, it, Paul has taken it from the standard Greek greeting, which grace, which meant chiron, which meant rejoice or hail. And Paul Christianized that greeting. And so he says grace. 
Uh, grace, of course, is our unmerited, undeserved, unconditional favour that God has shown to us in Christ Jesus, by which we are loved by God for all eternity. And for, because of that, we are in his grace. And so he gives grace to them. He says, grace to you. I want to say to you this morning, grace to you, grace to you. God is for you. God is with you. Grace to you. And then it says, peace, peace in the Lord Jesus Christ. Peace to you. Peace is that Hebrew word, which means shalom. And it describes not just the absence of conflict, but it also describes the presence of of health and vitality and wholeness and a sense of well-being, the shalom of God in our relationships, the shalom of God in our walk and in our life, in all of our lives, in our workplace, in every part of our lives, the peace of God, the shalom of God. And Paul says to them, peace to you because of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, therefore, peace to you. And so I finish with uh, John chapter uh, 14. I've already mentioned that Jesus said in this world, you will have trouble, but do not be troubled for I have overcome the world. And in John 14, Jesus says, peace, I leave you. My peace, I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I give you my peace. And so as we go from here, let's live in the grace of God and the peace of God. Lord, we do pray that you'd be with us today. You would give each one of us wisdom as we navigate our way through this tricky world and help us to know how to do that, Lord God, with wisdom. Uh, but Lord, we thank you for the grace and the peace that we can have as we do that. And we ask you that your grace and your peace would go with us and strengthen us in all that we have to do today. We ask for this in Jesus name. Amen.